I'm Scarlett. And I'm Anya. Come inside the Flaming Yoni. And explore the depths, folds, and crevices of the Yoniverse. Hello, hello. Welcome back. It is another week in the Yoniverse. Hi, babe. Hi. How are you, darling? Mm, I'm wonderful. I'm wonderful. I'm really jazzed and excited about this series. We are starting our first series in the Yoniverse. We are starting our first series in the Yoniverse. And it is no accident that this series is starting in February because we have already announced that we are launching and doing a pre-sale for Slut Sisters, which we could not be more excited about launching on Galentine's Day, February 13th. And as we knew we were going to be ready to launch Slut Sisters this month, we started talking about what conversations we thought would be really potent around sisterhood and for femme-identifying folks out there. And there's, there's a topic that you and I have really enjoyed digging into over the course of our friendship. Yes. And so why don't you, yeah, why don't you tell our listeners what this series is going to be about? We are so excited to bring forth conversation surrounding the wounds that women experience throughout their life. And you may be listening to this and not have ever heard of these. And so we're going to give a bit of an introduction. We're going to call these wounds the triple wounds because they are very interconnected in the lives of women who experience them. These three wounds are called the mother wound, the sister wound, and the witch wound. And if you have followed us on our socials, you have probably heard us make mention Uh, of these and some of our posts. The important thing to know about these wounds is that they, they derive from, we, we as women have not always lived with these wounds that show up for us in a variety of different ways that we'll talk about. They actually sprung from living under patriarchal systems of power in all sorts of different itinerations throughout time the time that we have lived under patriarchy and there is we know that our bodies and our dna genetically stores the experience of trauma of our ancestors so these are intergenerational trauma wounds that we carry that many of us are completely unaware of throughout our lives and we are going to do a deep dive into each of these in this series yes I'm so excited about it because it's only been in the last few years that I've even heard of these wounds and I've come to understand how they have played out and continue to play out and likely will continue to play out in my life. Mm -hmm. One of the things that I think about when I think of these three wounds, I also think about the the concept of the triple goddess. And for those of you that don't know what that is, if you've ever seen um, a, like a, a sign that has like a, a crescent moon going to the left and a crescent moon going to the right and the full moon in the middle, that is a representation of a symbol of what 
is called the Triple Goddess. And I think we've probably talked about this a little bit on the show before, but what the Triple Goddess represents is the, the femme at all stages of development of her life. And so on the left, we have the maiden, and in the center with the full moon, we have the mother, and on the right, we have the crone. And so these are the stages of life that we go through when we're young, when we're middle, when we're towards later years of life. And it is, to me, a really good representation, too, of how these wounds interplay together, because a lot of the time when we are experiencing sister wounding, not always, but of course it can tend to be something that procs up in our younger years. Mm -hmm. Um, And then we are maybe moving through and understanding more of our own mother wounding when we're at an age where we either could be of age where we could be bearing children, or if we aren't doing that, we're understanding how all of that interplays together with the way we were mothered and where that brings us to in our lives. And then I often think about when, when I hear the word crone, I actually light up. I love it. Mm. I've always really had this deep regard for the wisdom that people in their older years carry. So when I hear crone, rather than thinking about like the old hag that's like hunched over with her cane and, you know, the big nose and the witch that people think walking around, I do think of powerful women who are embodied and who are walking through life with wisdom that they're passing down to other generations. And I think the witch wound is really apropos for that stage of life as well, because the other thing that I see in the interconnectedness of these wounds is that it's all about power and empowerment, right? Mm -hmm. And, And as we will discuss many times when our sister or mother wounds are incredibly activated in us, we are coming from a place of not feeling our empowerment. Yet when the witch wound comes around in our life and when we are understanding what that is, oftentimes it's because we're stepping into a level of empowerment and then there's a fear that accompanies that. So we'll break each of these down and talk about them a little bit more. But um, yeah, what would you, yeah, what would you want our listeners to understand in terms of like a brief snippet of each of these things? So that was an incredible introduction and I really think it gives folks listening an opportunity to visualize these wounds. And I just wanted to note, I feel it's really important for our masculine identified male bodied listeners. You know, this may not seem like a show for you, but it is Mm. everything about the way that you interact with and engage with the women that you care and love in your life. Yes. These wounds are present. And so this is a series that you should be, Paying extra special yeah, yeah. attention to, certainly. So the mother wound, um, I think, is the one that is most simple for folks to understand. It is the pain of being a woman passed down through generation of women in patriarchal cu- cultures. It also includes the dysfunctional coping mechanisms that are used to process that pain and how that is impressed on the a generation, the younger generation, mm-hmm. um, through child rearing practices, through how love is shown in the household, all of these different ways. So that's the mother wound. The sister wound is the pain of consistently being betrayed or wo- wounded by other women in our lives and culture. This wound is enhanced by societal expectations, standards, 
and the other wounds. Um, so sister wounds occur when we interact with women and we feel a sense of betrayal or when we really have every reason to be in connection with other women, but you know, the competitive nature of patriarchy in our society pits us against each other mm -hmm. instead of bonding us to each other. And the witch wound is the pain that comes from being hunted and persecuted for your unique power and magic. Mm -hmm. um, and this is actually a wound that can be traced back to a femicide that occurred in our collective history, uh, which was the witch burnings, you know, of, right. of the 16th and 17th you know, century that they truly left an indelible traumatic mark on our generational history and how that's been passed down. So that's kind of a brief synopsis of each wound. Yeah. And I know we are going to launch in first to, with the mother wound. Yeah. I'm so glad that you gave that synopsis and I actually already felt it in my body, like talking yeah. about each one of them. And so I'm sad we can't just like address them all right now, but I think it'll make a lot more sense if we break this down and do, you know, kind of start with the mother and then we'll talk the sister um, in the next episode. And then finally we'll, we'll get to the witch. I mean, the mother wound is something that is so you know, whether it's for you yourself, when you think about your own mother, when you think about your grandmothers, you think about all the generations of people that have come before you. And you think about the fact that your childhood mm -hmm. is a direct representation of what your mother likely intended for you to be better or different than what mm -hmm. they experienced in their own childhood. And we often talk about how our, our mothers have done the best that they could with all that they had right. and all that they knew and what they could bring to the table. And one of the things that I want to be really careful to say before we launch into this is that you and I both love our mothers Absolutely. tremendously, fiercely yes. in ways that I think defy a lot of other relationships in our lives and just so much love here. And what we are going to be talking about today isn't about painting our mothers in a terrible light. No, not And at when all. you are processing these wounds in your own life and in your own ways, it's not about pointing fingers and looking back with any sort of like retribution or difficulty, but it is about recognition yes. of how our mothers also have suffered yes. at the hands of patriarchy and in their own upbringings and holding space and having a lot of love and gratitude for that. So I just wanted to say that because this is the series is is about breaking down barriers and separation mm -hmm. and bringing us all into sisterhood with one another again, with our mothers, with our sisters, with yes. our wise women. And so that's what this is really about. But yeah, the mother wound. I mean, the women that we look to to care for us in our lives from the time we were itty bitty babies yeah. walking and looking to them to instill all the confidence in us and all the things in us. And through their genetic codes and then ours and all the things that have come, things start to happen as we're mm -hmm. little. And we start to hear messaging from our mothers, even if they're not conscious of it or aware of it. And I, I just think it's really important that, that we talk about that in a way that we aren't, you know, 
pointing fingers and blaming, but just understanding how this actually really comes to play in our lives. And I know you have really done a lot of work around this. And so I'm going to kind of lob it over to you to, to walk us through a little bit of how you have processed this in your own life. Yeah, absolutely. I'm really, really glad that you sent that message out. And, and I really hope the listener receives it because, you know, Anya and I are going to share how these wounds have shown up in our lives mm-hmm. in hopes that we you will feel seen in how they have shown up in your life. Not at all to disparage our mothers or our sisters or, you know, it, that is definitely not the intention here. However, what we by acknowledging these wounds is always the first step towards healing and just acknowledging the impact that it had on our lives. That is how we come to a place where we can see that the people who are, have wounded us, I say it all the time, hurt people, hurt people, hurt people. You know, the the people who have wounded us have also been so wounded. And that is how the seeds of compassion are sown. And so mm. we have to first be willing to take a really solid look at this. Um, when we we when I think about the mother wound, which was actually a concept that you introduced to me and like so many mm. things from our conversations, um, I kind of went into my own place of like meditation and contemplation. And I was really amazed by the fact that I had been talking and processing through this most of my life surrounding my own relationship with my mother, but I never had the language, had never said, this is my mother wounds showing up until, you know, you first brought that into my awareness. Um, To talk a little bit about how the mother wound typically shows up, um, it's, it's our mother's desiring for them to pass on the survival skills that they have learned that they needed to survive in their upbringing, passing that along to the younger generation. Although as times progress, these survival skills may not be as necessary Mm. or necessary at all for the younger generation. Mm -hmm. So, you know, codes of behavior, what is is and is not acceptable how you should present and perform in your daily life all of these things especially as daughters we learn from our mothers because you know under western patriarchal conditions we have to act out and perform well enough to be seen as worthy to be part of you know the society mm-hmm. and so because of that mothers will often be very strict, will often pass along strictures about how to behave. And these, these, they, while good intentioned, they often are acting out of good intention, but passing along a patriarchal standard that cuts off their children's full development and growth. Mm -hmm. And so that, this is just all coming from me. We have, we have some things, you know, written down here. It says the cultural atmosphere of female oppression by Western patriarchal conditions. Women are made to think of themselves as less than, not deserving, not worthy. By existing in such a society, women often grow up internalizing 
and then acting out disempowering messages that aim to socialize them into being a good girl. So this notion of the good girl, the acceptable behavior, the girl that will, you know, be able to win favor of men, win favor of these structures is huge here in the mother wound. Um, One that plays small, accommodates, tolerates, and is ultimately spiritually disconnected as they neglect and consistently devalue themselves to take care of others first. That is huge in the mother wound. This, This need to put myself last. If I don't put myself last, then I am not a worthy woman because my role is to caretake others to the point of complete exhaustion and leave nothing for myself. And so, you know, I'm, I'm hoping as you're listening, you know, these, this may be arousing feelings about your own mom. I think yeah. it's a lot of people's childhood experience that they grow up seeing their mother giving and giving and giving and sacrificing and sacrificing and sacrificing. I certainly did uh, with my yeah. mother and my grandmother, but you know, and it, it was like, it wasn't even a question that you put yourself last. It was assumed. Oh, absolutely. Completely. It's it's what defines you as a mother. Yeah. And therefore as a human. No, everything that you're saying is, is definitely like enlivening within me, my own feelings as I saw all the work that my mother did in service to all of us, right? But I'm the youngest and I'm the only girl in my family. And so... It was very different, the messaging that I received as opposed to what my brothers received. Right. And I think about that and I think, wow, I mean, that was just like you had said earlier, codes. They are codes Mm -hmm. within our DNA that our mothers received and then that we received as well as as young girls growing up in this society when when our job later in life is going to be to take care of all of these other people, right? All of the, right. all of the men in our lives and our own children, if that's something that we choose to have. And I feel that. I feel that deeply. Mm-hmm. I look back and I see all the work my mom did in service of all of that over the course of my life. Yeah. And um, it is it is so present when you begin to see things through this lens, just how again, these things are so often givens that we just don't even like, you can't see the forest from the trees on this until you really start examining, you know, what, what did I learn from my mother that was spoken, unspoken about what my value was, what Mm -hmm. my capability was, you know, and um, I have written down here, the mother wound includes the dysfunctional coping mechanisms of women, sacrificing their needs, denying their power and potential and abandoning their authenticity. These strategies hammer home dysfunctional patterns like self-sacrifice, self-denial, self-abandonment, which become highly dysfunctional traits in adulthood. And I just want to read out some of these examples about yeah I think that'll be so helpful for our listeners really important well here babe why don't you go ahead and read through some of these well I think that if as you're sitting here listening to this if you wonder if you wonder if you might have a mother wound that you might be working through in your life I think think about some of the things around what Scarlett has already told about us like self-sacrificing and people-pleasing tendencies shrinking yourself, thinking that you're too big, you need to be smaller, you need to be less seen, you need to be less heard. If you think that you are responsible for the happiness of Mm -hmm. people around you, 
rather than them being responsible for their own happiness. And of course, when we're talking about very small people and little children, of course, we understand that caretaking is involved. But this grows into our adulthood. And I know that I personally can attest to the fact that at this moment in my life, I'm working through a lot of my own people-pleasing tendencies and a lot of my own codependent tendencies. And a lot of those things are wrapped up in the mother wound, right? And so I can tell you from personal experience that if you are experiencing that yourself and you're recognizing that you think that you are responsible for someone else's happiness, first of all, that's above your pay grade. Yeah. (laughs) And you have the opportunity to say, I'm going to take a look at that. So those are some of the ways they show up in my own life. What about what about you, babe, as you look at this? Like, what are some of the things that really stand out to you? Well, certainly, I think one of the biggest ways it's shown up for me and how it shows up for a lot of, of people, uh, but women especially, is a lack of love for your own body. Mm. Body shaming by mothers to children has just kind of always been accepted. Um, and, you know... <laughs> having a my mother has a very different body type than mine Mm -hmm. and I will say that my mother did not show up in a way that was shaming or made me feel that my body was not acceptable however I have many many female friends um, that have had that deep wounding and Mm -hmm. feeling like there's something wrong with your body from a young age that you can't you can't accompany the skin you're in, you can't embody it in a right way is deeply damaging and wounding. It's often come up for me that foundational self-care is not something I have always prioritized. You know, my mother wound and kind of the history of my mother wound um, is really interesting because it has, like I mentioned, it has probably been one of the most prevailing experiences of my entire life, mm-hmm. something I have worked through with therapists, you know, in spiritual settings, in all kinds of settings with other family members. Um, it has been one of the largest the overarching themes of my life, but I never had the language to understand that it's a mother wound I'm dealing with. Um, when I was young, my father died unexpectedly mm-hmm. and my sister and I often talk about the fact that we're unsure if our mother would have ever signed up to be a single parent. She doesn't call herself a single parent. She calls herself a sole parent. Uh, There's a difference. I don't know. (laughs) Anyway. um, So my father died unexpectedly. And before my father died, I was always kind of a daddy's girl, but before my father died, my mother was the most, vivacious, beautiful, brilliant. I mean, my mother, you know, was an attorney, graduated with a very small percentage of women in her graduating class, Um, highly, highly successful career woman, and yet also super um, present and nurturing when we were young. And when my father died, my mother became so enraptured in her own personal tragedy which was valid Mm -hmm. because 
my parents had a wonderful marriage, loved each other. And that loss of my, my father, my mother's husband, was one in a series of horrific losses. Mm-hmm. And she was a different woman following. Um, and she just didn't have the internal resource to emotionally be available for my sister and I. Um, I have a younger sister in the grief and pain that we were experiencing over the loss of our father. So once again, you have a circumstance that could bond us three women that instead deeply wounded and separated us. Um, My mother essentially emotionally abandoned us in her own grief. And the crazy thing about it is that she is like such an exceptional woman. She went off and founded a children's grief support group, like, because we didn't have one. So that was her response. Instead of just being present for her kids, she wants to go found something because again, phenomenal woman all the way around. Um, But, but what I, what I experienced as a child from that abandonment was feeling as though I wasn't enough feeling Mm. as though I couldn't please my mother, that there was nothing I could do to be good enough to bring her out of her own personal tragedy. And mind you, she is still in that personal tragedy today. My father died 23 years ago today. 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 Can we just take a moment for that? (laughs) Yeah. I just looked at the date on the calendar and I was like, oh, well, here's some synchronicity, right? Um, Holy shit. Yeah, and my my mother's never uh, remarried, never been with another man, never dated another man, and her daughter's a slut. How about that? (laughs) But look at the generational, like, just holding some space for that, for the wound that your mother is carrying that she's not even cognizant of, most likely. Yeah. That would allow her to get to the place in her life that those things are no longer for her because she's a widow. Right. My mom took the mantle of widow as like a gold star and wore it. Like it was, it was as if she had like, there was some virtue in that. And I think that has to do with her religious, you know, sure outlook. My experience as, as growing up was that I, I strived to be a good girl And then when I realized that that wouldn't work, I sought her love and affection and attention by being rebellious and being disobedient and Mm. just saying, I'm not going to play by your rules. Mm. I am, I'm not going to respect your position as my mother. I'm instead going to rail against you every chance that I have. Now that was my adolescence and you know, it's adolescence is a tough age. Um, However, I I have had times in my life which my mother wasn't even a part of my life. We we just had to go our separate ways, which was extremely painful. And when I I got to be I was 21 years old when this happened, I just one day looked at her and I I hadn't seen her in a very long time. And I had gone through a lot of change in the period since I had seen her a lot of rapid, incredible change. I felt like a different person. And I looked at my mother 
and I saw that she was exactly the same person. And I had a message that I just, just came to me and said, you are going to love her as she is because she is not going to change. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, the other option is you don't have that mother bond. And I made that decision that day that I was going to love her just as she was. And it was almost in that way that I became finally able to understand that I was going to have to do the work to reparent myself, Mm. to love myself exactly as I am, to tell myself I am enough, you know, to kiss my self on the forehead at night. I was going to have to do all of that. And that was going to be hard, but it was going to be worth it. And my mom and I have gone through a lot of challenges in our relationship. And I have done, like I mentioned, a tremendous amount of work to come to the place I am today where my mom and I have a great relationship. We love each other deeply. Um, She understands and respects my boundaries and I understand and respect hers. And we have an understanding and a loving bond that I didn't think was really possible um, at one time. And now, even after that stopped, even after any discord in our relationship stopped, my own mother wound, which I was still carrying within me, had to be addressed in how it showed up with other women. I have always, um, it's funny, I have had many mother figures in my life. um, And I know that like at different, like I was close to several like, like older women teachers that I was, uh, you know, uh, close to in high school, and whose programs I was in. And I've had, you know, several spiritual advisors, I've had sponsors in 12 step program, I've had like, I've had a lot of women come into my life and be willing to nurture me. And when I knew my mother wound was healed was when I finally like came to a place where I said, I'm not really seeking that out. I don't really need that. Not that like, I don't have incredible mentors in my life, but I don't need that gap filled for me anymore in here because I have what I have with my mom. And That has been my greatest experience with the mother wound. Now, mind you, (laughs) it still comes up. Sure. It's going to, for sure. It will continue to be one of the, but being that I have no children, I am grateful. I have no children at this time. I am so grateful that I have had the opportunity to do this personal work because my mother was deeply wounded by her experience with her mother. I think one of the things, you know, one of the things my mom used to say to me is like, I was always there to pick you up from school. Your grandmother was never, she had to work in a factory and, you know, I would have to go to a neighbor's house and I just felt so out of place. And like, I just began to see so clearly the thread of wounding. And the irony is I was so close to my grandmother, never had any discord with her. So my grandmother got an opportunity to be for me what she couldn't be for my mom before she died. 
and like there there was a shift that happened from wounding to healing among these women who did everything for me um and like it was really great to see that happen in my life before my grandmother passed away um and so when when you come to a place of healing with these wounds and we'll talk a little bit about what that looks like it's so freeing and beautiful and it gives you this this sense of compassion and love and understanding that your mother and her mother before her and her mother before her yes they were imperfect and yes they were deeply wounded but the thread is that love that deep love there's no love like a mother to her child none it is the fiercest most loyal most incredible love that you can ever experience um and even people whose mothers are sick and can't show up in that love you know i think that the most stigmatized person in our one of the most stigmatized class of people in our society today are women who are mothers who experience substance use disorder or experience mm. mental health and people yeah. think they're choosing drugs or you know choosing not to be there for their children when they're just hurting and sick and unable and yet yeah. we take that person and we cast them aside and say what kind of woman could do that over her children no yeah. that's not a choice they're making they are human beings and they are sick and this is another way that the mother wound shows up right so like obviously i'm on fire for this i need to pass yeah. this over to you but i just think the mother as a as an archetype like you were talking yeah. about in the triple goddess mothers are expected to be perfect they are expected yeah. to be perfect for their children perfect for their husbands and it is this survival these survival skills that they develop to try and live up to this impossible standard impossible yeah. that that winds up wounding their children who they were so desperately trying to protect. And then the cycle goes on and then the cycle goes on and healing from this is crucial. Yeah. Yeah. I just want to take a moment to say thank you for being so authentic and vulnerable in sharing how this has shown up in your life and the ways that you've worked through it. It was so powerful for me to just witness you in the story of your own experience and see and hear threads that I resonated deeply with as well. I think the reason I can't speak so thoroughly and and eloquently about this particular topic is that I'm a little bit in it right now. <laughs> I'm in the midst of this work. But so many things that you talked about were so resonant with me, particularly always feeling like I can't ever quite show up right, like I right. can't quite ever do enough or be enough, or that I'm super misunderstood because I'm not seen well and I can't quite get the attention that I'm looking for. And I also heard so much of my own mother's story of her childhood mm. when you were talking about your mother's experience being a daughter of your grandmother. And I know my mother's own experience was that she was more the mother to her mother than 
been the opposite of that. And so watching that bear out in my mother's life and how fiercely she wanted to show up for all of us because of what she did not receive yeah. is, is just so, so powerful. So I just, I want to say thank you. And I also want to highlight that you've already even shared with our listeners a little bit about how to heal from this mm. because you talked about the decision that you made to reparent yourself. And for those of you that that language sounds a little strange or unusual or you haven't heard that before, it is it is a process of giving yourself the love and the care that you wish you would have received. And it doesn't mean that you didn't receive love and care and it didn't mean that your parents were bad. It just means that the unique being with the unique codes that you have that came into this life needed something and they didn't speak your language. And it just is a way of giving yourself the love and care that you wished you would have had, even if you were deeply loved and cared for. And so I think you showed us a little bit of how you did that yourself. Um, what are some of the other ways that you think healing from this wound is, is effective and is helpful for others to hear? Yeah, well, when you think about the, you know, when we think about the role of a mother in our lives, that soothing, very nurturing presence is what we often look for from a mother, right? And so being able to self-soothe, knowing what your self-soothing strategies are, whether they're meditation, whether they are, you know, talking it out with a friend, you know, a heating blanket and a Netflix movie, whatever your self-soothing is, holding onto a crystal, like just, I I know, and, and it's interesting. It's so interesting. One of the things that my mother taught me from a young age is the power of um, imagery, meditation, and like hypnosis. And my mother taught me how to self-soothe in that way. And it's seriously one of the most incredible tools that I have to self-soothe and she taught it to me. And so, you know, what sometimes we need to strike out and find our own methods of doing that. And sometimes the things that our parents do give us are very effective. One of the things that, that I have learned, like that you and I both believe, I'll speak to this for both of us because I know that you believe this is that mm. our souls chose our mothers. Our souls yeah. chose them. 100%. It was not a mistake that I was, I was born to the woman that I was born to. Mm. She absolutely a hundred percent was the person I chose to bring me into this incarnation in my life and to give me exactly what I needed even if your mother is not present in your life, even if there is deep hurt and trauma there, I think that for me, understanding that this was no random accident, that this woman was chosen for me and by me to teach me things, to, you know, be, be a guide to me, be a support to me, or even just to, to be that vehicle that, brought me into this world there is no mistake here that mm -hmm. that I was born to her and so just mm -mm. coming to that understanding and peace within yourself regardless of whatever the relationship with your mother looks like 
I think can bring a lot of soothing to the mother wound. And also, I think, you know, we need to make the world a better place for mothers. We need to make a world a safer place for women bearing children. We need to make, you know, support, gentler, gentler, kinder, kinder, all of those things. This is a wound inflicted by patriarchy. When we dismantle that, you know, and we come back to the kind of communal mothering that we had before, where it was a tribe raising children and truly a village raising those children and women had support and, you know, mothers were, were really well insulated in love and care, Mm -hmm. then I really think that's how we heal the mother wound for the world. Um, so yeah, that's, that's, that's a beautiful vision that I want to sit with here. Yeah. Well, you, you are a mother, Anya, and that's not an experience I have. So, I mean, maybe you want to close us out a little bit with, you know, what insights you have about the mother wound being a mom yourself. That's certainly not Mm. a perspective I have. Yeah, I think. I think that's another reason that I am really diving in deeply with this one right now is because I do have a child and stepchildren in my life that are so deeply important to me and never have I been more cognizant of the fact that the decisions that I'm making in my life, the steps that I take, the work that I do, the words that I say, the ways that I show up, I've never been more cognizant of how those are going to impact these young people that have entrusted me to be a figure of mother to them. And I often joke with my son and say, (laughs) I know that I'm fucking you up (laughs) and I consent to paying for your therapy until you're about 30 (laughs) because I know that despite the deep love that I feel, I know that I am a woman wounded walking in this world and I'm a woman who deeply takes healing seriously, but I am not there Mm. and I will never be there. I'll never be on the side of healing that is done. Mm And so because of that, I take so seriously the way that I show up in their lives. And I also understand that they have chosen life with me in some ways from that perspective, from that spiritual perspective of having chosen me to mother them just as I've chosen them. There's something that I have that they need And part of what they could be receiving from me is something that they're going to have to process later in their own life. But I do know that because I see them as sovereign beings and as souls who have their own journeys in this world, I honor the path that they're on and how they have to get where they're going. And I see who they are in a pure sense and at a soul level. And I honor the steps each and every one of them has to take, and it's so different from the others, too. And so I'm in this place where I'm so honored to see them and to be a caretaker in their lives, yet I also understand that I can't live their lives for them, and I understand that I have deep impact on them, 
and that I'm likely doing things that they will have to heal from in the way that I'm showing up or choices that I'm making. And so it's something that is really resonant with me right now. I just think what you just said is so like, that's the stuff right there. Like understanding that you are a human being and you are imperfect as a mother, first and foremost is like huge because mothers are expected to be perfect. Mm -hmm. And like also recognizing your children as their own sovereign beings and not extensions of you and reflections of you. Yeah. That's it right there. That's literally how we begin to dismantle this wound because it is the impressing upon children of our expectations and our, you know, what we hope to accomplish in life that we didn't in all of these things that mm -hmm. winds up perpetuating this wound, but giving them that space to be their yeah. own humans and just knowing that you are there to support them and pick them up when they fall and tell them it's going to be okay and mean it, you know? Yeah. I just want to say that's, had I had that from my mom, I would not have carried the wound that I have carried for so long. And so, and I see a lot of women in my generation taking this approach to mothering and I'm just like so excited. I'm so excited to see what is possible for this younger generation. Yes. Um, yeah. I'm, I'm just so excited. And I just really wanted to lift that up for you, babe. It's encouraging. Yeah. I am, I'm often just in awe of the generations that are coming up behind us. Yeah. And I have a lot of hope for the future. So I think that that is a really perfect place to end this particular piece of the conversation on because there is hope. We all are doing the best that we can with what we have. Yeah. And hopefully as we continue to shift into new paradigms and to understand the divine feminine, the divine masculine a little bit better, we can all come to this, <laughs> to this table with a little bit more healing and a little bit more understanding. So thank you. Thank you mm -hmm. for your vulnerability and your share around all of this. And we're really excited to bring part two of yeah. the sister wound to you next week and we hope all of you have a beautiful week and if anybody wants to reach out or connect with us on this concept of mother wound we're here we're not yeah. just on the other side of your airpods or however you're listening to us and ingesting this like we are here to help support you in this journey for yourself too so lots of love yes absolutely reach out take care We'll see you next week. Thanks for spending some time in the Yoniverse with us. We adore our listeners and we'd love to connect more deeply with you. Find us on our website, theflamingyoni.com, and our socials are in the show notes. Before you leave the Yoniverse, be sure to give us a five-star rating and don't forget the review. Your feedback means the world to us. We can't wait to light your world on fire next week. And in the meantime, stay sacred and stay salacious. Mm -hmm.